Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm super excited for this episode. It's going to be a little bit different because I have the awesome Ashley Rachel here, and we are going to uh, be talking all things podcast. And she's got some like amazing ideas and lots of things to share with people. And so we're going to just kind of put a little container around that and do like a little like live vision boarding, so to speak, (laughs) around like what wants to like kind of be born in the realm of podcasts. So Ashley, give us like a little bit of just like a brag intro and tell us like a little bit about who you are and what you're all about. Sure. Oh, I'm so excited for this, Megan. Thank you for having me on here. Um, So my name is Ashley Rachel. I am a mindset coach. I'm a self-love mentor. I'm a breathwork facilitator for ambitious women, spiritual leaders, and just go-getters, women who are ready to put themselves first. Um, And that's what I do. I help women put themselves first, prioritize their needs, overcome people-pleasing, find their voice, create boundaries, and really just stop abandoning themselves for other people. And I love what I do. A little bit about me is I'm super close to getting my master's degree in counseling. My class, my last ever class is actually this weekend. So I'm so excited. Congratulations. What a huge deal. And like, I'm so impressed with the empire you've been creating while you've been doing that. Like, wow. Yeah, it's been a lot. I, so I started, um, I actually started as a blogger. About two years ago, I started actually as a travel blogger, which is kind of funny because it's so, so different from what I do now. Um, But I started by writing travel articles while I was in undergrad and um, studying mental health and holistic wellness and spirituality. And as I was learning all of this stuff and kind of growing myself at the same time, and then also writing and being creative online, I started kind of slowly Um, writing about self-care and self-love and the things that I was learning in my life and in school and my travel blog turned into more of like a mental health blog and slowly I started to put myself out there more and I started to grow an email list and I started to get more vulnerable which was really scary at the beginning and I know Megan you talk a lot about being seen and that that was just like a huge part of my journey um But I started to put myself out there and women started emailing me saying like, wow, your tips and your stories and your lessons are really, really hitting home. And that's when I realized like, 
wow, I think this can actually be something for me. Like, I love this. And so then I got into coaching, which is how we met in the coaching mentorship of Lauren. And I just love it. I'm so excited about where it's headed. And I'm so excited to um, start with the podcast and start reaching people. I love writing. That's, you know, you know, I love email um, and I love writing, but I'm really excited to reach more people with my voice. Yes, that's awesome. And I think you're so way ahead of the game. I was just talking with a client last hour. We were talking about like, would you redo like grad school? And I was like, if I knew what I knew now, like probably not. (laughs) That was, you know, it was a great way. It was the vehicle to get where I thought I wanted to go. But like at that time, I wasn't really aware of like the coaching industry and technology and everything has changed so much that you can have your own personal platform, which is so freaking liberating. And that's why I think the podcast is such a gift because to me, like we were talking about in the green room, I kind of feel like the way I've done mine with interviews, it is kind of like therapy style. It's like people come on, we have an awesome conversation. They tell like a part of their story. They get vulnerable. They've got like little nuggets, you know, spread in there. And then, you know, people can go binge the episodes. And so it's like, you're putting this catalog of work out there. And I know every um, coach that I've been to watch their podcast, I've ended up hiring them, <laughs> you know, like, so I think it's a great strategy. And for me, I've tried a lot of different strategies. I love doing groups. I love working one-on-one with people, but there's something about just this like one session, just zoom into someone's life that has just been like so dynamic and so fun. So for me, the podcast has really just been like easy and joyful and just, um, it's like a little different each time. Like none of them are the same. And so I just really thrive with that variety. And I think it's a great strategy. Yeah. Oh, you're making me so excited. I can't wait to start. So you kind of started a little bit. So like catch us up, like what have you done so far? What are your um, ideas? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have a name idea. I'm, I'm like 90% set on it, not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure. I think I'm going to go with the self-love embodiment podcast and really talk about embodying the woman who truly loves herself, who truly honors herself, who puts herself first. Um, Because I think embodiment is like a huge part of my coaching. And I think it's really important that we're really living and breathing and and feeling like living as if the woman that we want to become. And so that's, that's my idea. I have one episode recorded, and then I have an interview I did with a past client recorded. And I have a couple more interviews scheduled for the next couple months with clients. And so I'm starting to create the content for it. Um, But I'm I'm excited to start consistently recording episodes. And I'm also really excited to learn a little bit more from you about the best way to launch it to hype it up. Um, I just haven't figured out exactly how I want to go about that yet. Yeah. So I love the embodiment piece. And I think, you know, like as therapists, that's kind of like what we're doing and God knows like society, we're very like disembodied because of the trauma and the busyness. And it's such a powerful, um, feminine power technique. And so like, I feel like that is the cutting edge. My first suggestion, if you haven't already done it, would be to just Google and see what kind of embodiment podcasts are out there. I did this like a little late in the game because I had run a bunch of rounds of Fearless Feminine Academy and there are other (laughs) 
fearless feminine coaches with trademarks. And so I was like, oh shit. Okay. I guess we're going to pivot here a little bit. So do a little bit of market research and just see what's out there as far as like embodiment. I'm sure there's lots of stuff out on self-love and then just figure out like what you want your title to be. And since you've already recorded some of the stuff, I might just like go ahead and grab it. If you want to be like super, like now that I kind of have everything um, centered around divine feminine revolution, like I may go ahead and eventually like trademark that or something, mm-hmm. um, or at least grab the web addresses and like, you know, the handles and all that stuff. And, you know, I think obviously like if it can all be kind of similar, like your name or, um, you know, whatever your coaching is, like, it's just easier for people to find. So that would be my first suggestion. I totally had a freak out where I was like, there's the fearless feminine podcast. And then there's feminine and fearless. And then there's like 12 other fearless. <laughs> I saw that. You, um, it kind of like helped you, right. It gave you like a new direction and you embraced yeah. That ended up being like really cool, right? Yeah, and same thing happened. I'm about to launch one on one, and I like had this like name of what I was going to call the program, and then I like googled it again, and I'm like, oh, someone beat me to that one. But then I was like, okay, there's this one actually like fits a little bit more. So definitely like do your (laughs) work and just see what's out there. Um, like for me with Divine Feminine, or for you for like self love or embodiment you know, say someone's already looking up, um, a feminine power podcast or an embodiment podcast, like you're gonna, you know, obviously be in those search results. So like, I do think it's good to have some of those keywords in there. You just want to have like, whatever your flavor is and then be like distinct enough that it's not the same. Although there are actually multiple podcasts with the same name. So that is a thing. They just may not be trademarked or whatever, but yeah. Um, you know, you want to, I wanted to have like my own little unique stamp where it was like, you know, I wanted to be original. Like that's one of my values. <laughs> yeah. So I would do some research around the name. And then if you feel like pretty decided, not that it can't change, like I would go ahead and claim that space. Like you could, um, sign up for, I use Libsyn, but you could use like whatever other there's anchor. There's a couple different other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way that I started was I just invested in a microphone, which you may already have. And then I use Zoom to record and I just started like scheduling people in, um, you know, you're good at the email. So like make a little like intro blurb of like (laughs) how you're going to run it and what to expect. And then one of the biggest edges for me right now is just like repurposing content and using the same thing, but spreading it out to different venues. So I just went and did Facebook lives. And so that was like a good way to hype it in general, because I started doing episodes maybe three or four months ago, and it's only going live this week. So I just use it to promote like launches and to just like establish myself as an expert and then to show people like, this is what it looks like to work with me, which I think is definitely like the biggest advantage, especially if you're doing experiential work, like embodiment or breath work. When I went to the She Podcast Conference, uh, I was going to do more like therapy style, which definitely is in the heart of it. Like people are vulnerable. They're telling their story. That piece is there. But one of the keynote speakers ran the Women's Meditation Network, and she had switched from business coaching into just doing these meditations. And I thought, oh, like I could just do like a 10 minute thing, record it and then be done. And then that's my podcast episode. So I kind of pivoted and was like, oh, I'm just going to do a solo podcast, which I may eventually do more of like meditations or like experiential, just like little pieces of work. But like I said, I really enjoyed interviewing people because 
because I'm a little bit of a coaching addict and I'm in so many different communities, I was meeting all of these incredible revolutionary women and leaders, and they had just the most amazing stories. And I'm kind of like living out my talk show fantasy (laughs) of like being like Oprah or something and just interviewing people. And then, you know, it's been great to see like those people share it with their communities. You know, people want to tell their story. They want to be on your podcast. So it's kind of a nice little magnetic thing. Yeah. Um, so I, what's that bring up for you? I wanted to ask about that. I think it sounds like podcasting is so great for um, reaching other people's audiences too. Do you find that um, that, that really happens that the, your guests kind of like bring their people and they get to listen and um, get familiar with your stuff? Yeah, totally. Because, you know, they're like the guest celebrity. So it's like, oh, listen to my story. I just did this awesome interview and then they'll share it. Um, so there's that factor. I feel like intuitively, like I'm just starting out because it's just being released, but I, my message from spirit is just that people will be looking for spirituality podcasts or they'll be looking for divine feminine and they'll find mine. Hopefully that's not just wishful thinking, but like, that's just my message. Um, you know, one of the podcasts I listen to a lot is wait, what the fuck by Julia Wells and her business has exploded into a million dollar business in the past year after like years of not making money. And when I came on was right when she was starting her podcast and I have binge watched her podcast, which is amazing. Um, And so, and gone on to watch other ones, which I think this could be a really nice niche for you is um, her coach, uh, Lisey Seitz does like a live coaching podcast where she takes like a coaching client through start to finish. Hers is called literally. Um, And those are two of my favorite podcasts that I binge watch all the time. And so it's just a great like knowledge base. It's a great calling card. And then I think like if someone binge watches all of your episodes, they're going to learn so much from you before they even get in. So then if you, they hire you as a coach, like basically you have this strong foundation of like, you've already taught them a lot of knowledge and then you can get like super specific and deep into the work because they already feel connected to you. You've already taught them a lot you know, like it's just like prime to go. So yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. I think, because I know that I've listened to podcasts and and it's like, even just after a couple episodes, you're like, you feel so connected to somebody and you're like, wow, they really get me. And I totally get them. And it's like this connection that you can get a connection totally through, um, you know, through writing emails and blog posts, but it's not quite the same when you can actually hear somebody's words and how they say things and the stories they tell. And so I'm really just excited for this new level of visibility and expressing myself too. I think like expressing myself using my voice that hasn't always come naturally. And I think, especially when I got into the online space, you know, writing has always I'm always just, I love writing and it's always been so easy to express myself through writing, but it hasn't always felt as easy to express myself through speaking. And as I'm kind of growing in confidence and getting on live videos and coaching and and I'm finding like, wow, I actually can use my voice really powerfully and, and it's not as scary. And so this just feels like the right next step. And I'm so excited. Yeah. And I think, um, I was talking with, uh, Stephanie, if you catch the live from yesterday and we were just talking about like these women are taking over the airwaves and it's not like Fox news. It's not CNN. It's like, (laughs) we're our own like sovereign authorities. And we're like, listen, this is how it is. Like, let me teach you some stuff, you know? So it's like kind of 
I don't know. And like, if, you know, if we want to go like mystical with it, which, you know, of course I do, like, I feel like it's just like dreaming up this reality. And there's so many powerful women thought leaders. I know you and I are like kind of specializing in that, like powerful women department, you know, and like supporting the powerful women because we're doing so much. We do need to do the inner work and, um, you know, the breath work and the healing sessions and all those things, the self-love. Yeah. It's so exciting just to think that with a podcast, you can reach so many people and empower so many women. And even just like you brought up, um, like empowerment for women, just to think about the history of like, women haven't always gotten to express their voices. And like, this just hasn't always been possible in history. So we just live in such a cool time, I think, where women are standing up and letting their voices be heard and sharing their thoughts. And it's so cool that um, we kind of get to be, I mean, not the first, but sort of, it's sort of early in history for all of this, I think. Yeah. And you can watch some of the other episodes that we did, but like compared to roughly, these are rough numbers, like on YouTube, there's something like 14 million people with podcasts is less than like a million. So it's still like a relatively like kind of undiscovered and podcast listeners are very loyal. They're not just going to watch one episode. Usually they'll watch the whole thing. And, um, it's just like a small, tight knit, intimate intellectual community. And so I think if you're like the deep thinkers, you know, it's a great place for it. And I feel like I'm kind of the reverse with you with the writing. Like I know my writing is powerful and if I let it flow, like I can write very quickly, but then, you know, all those years of grad school kind of ruined me a little bit. Like I sort of kind of hate to write because I had to write like papers and papers and papers and papers. (laughs) So like for me, especially because I've done, you know, 10, 15 years of therapy, like I'm just used to like being like, okay, go, we're talking. That's what I do for a living. And so it was much easier. Like lives have been pretty easy for me. Um, but the cool thing about podcasts is like, you've got this collection, like the, the lives get lost and maybe you repurpose that content for courses or whatever you're doing with them. But it's just like on social media, the time span is so short. Um, I even like, will go and like re look at my own profile and like, look at all this stuff and be like, wow, like, okay, like this is me. This is what I'm creating because we're just constantly being bombarded with all these inputs. And so I feel like even taking that video away and just having it be the pureness of the voice, it's just very like deep and intimate and intellectual. So I love that you're embracing that in your life. And I think you have a lot to say and you do have a powerful voice and you have a powerful story. Thanks. Yeah. And, and you know what else I was just thinking when you were saying that is a lot of the women in my audience, and I'm sure your audience too, are really busy women, right? We're doing a lot. And so that's another thing. I think when I, I had my VIP day with Lauren a few months ago, and one of the things that she said to me was, you know, podcasting is like one of the only modalities where you're really respecting that other person's time because they can listen to it while they're doing anything and and they don't have to have the commitment of like sitting down and watching the video and whatever else so that's another part of it that I think is like just gonna um like another reason why it's gonna reach more women who otherwise might not make the time for it but they will when all they have to do is you know throw their headphones on and go for a walk or do chores or whatever it is you know 
Yeah. And like Lauren loves a uh, podcast really inspired me because she was so real. Like I remember listening to the episode she did with her business partners. They were kind of breaking up and I was like, oh my God, she's like having this intense, vulnerable conversation live, like in it, like they're crying, you know, like, I'm like, oh shit. Wow. So I was really impressed with that. And then when I was working with her one-on-one, she actually filmed my first episode um, the audio. And so we did like, it's a little bit different than how I do it now, but that she was actually like my first podcast interview. And I was like, Oh my God, I got a big name. Like, I feel so famous. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that, but like, for me, it's just been so like, it's just very like intimate. And it, it, to me, it's like the most therapy esque version besides something like actually just being in a coaching container. And so it's so neat to be able to show that, depth and the power of storytelling. Like I can just not say enough of that. And I've been so impressed, you know, I'm like a Brene Brown, like devotee, like so many people are, but hers is still kind of academic, you know? And so like, there's something when you just like really get real and raw and like, I've been so honored with like what people have told me about who they are and what they've been through. And some of the interviews I've done blind. And so it's like, I'm literally meeting this person really for the first time and they just open up and it's just like such a powerful to like show transformation from A to B. Like I was stuck here. I was in a negative place. I had this trauma happen to me. And then that opened me up to like really follow my dreams or go for it. And it's just so inspiring. And I'm all about some inspiration. It really is. I know that I've had so many moments listening to a podcast where I'm like, wow, like that one sentence they said, or that one story they told, like changed everything. So many moments of that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the structure. Like, do you feel like you want it to be more like experiential client work? Do you want to like interview coaches? Do you want it to be solo? Like I see people do a mixture of the three as well. Like this one, I feel like is a little more like strategy or like coaching more so than some of the other ones, but I would like that flavor too, because those episodes can be like super useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really drawn to solo episodes. It's like, I love listening to those and I think I would enjoy doing those. So that's one of the things. Also, I love interview style. Um, So I, I mentioned that I had interviewed one client and she was really amazing. I have a couple other clients I'm going to interview and I definitely want to interview other powerful women and hear their stories. And then I I haven't thought too much about the experiential, but I do like what you're describing with, you know, a short meditation or a short breath work or, you know, something people can do really quick that might change their day. So I think I'm kind of thinking a combination of the three with probably mostly solo episodes. Yeah. And I like the combos. I've seen that as well, where it's just like a little bit of each flavor. Um, You know, like you can receive the work directly. Like I'm, you know, the provider providing it for you. I can spotlight like the amazing work I've done with clients. I can also highlight like other industry thought leaders, you know, so I feel like there is a magic mix. What worked really well for me is um, I just started doing episodes and then they just kind of evolved. So And then I think just like going with where your pleasure and passion is, like what feels easy to you. Like for me, I just felt like, um, (laughs) actually the podcast happened. I was doing Peace School with Julia Wells and um, there's like 200 women in this cohort and they're all like amazing, incredible women. And so I just like put a post up and I'm like, hey, I want to interview you for my new podcast. And so it kind of organically started to 
no, I just started, I was like, I'm going to be like Miss Congeniality of this pod and like, you know, just get to know everyone and like, uh, you know, kind of just meet and greet everyone because everyone was so cool. And so that's kind of how I just started booking, you know, and I didn't even really know exactly what, and for me still like running a brick and mortar psychology practice, I was kind of like, Oh my gosh, I'm also kind of like doing free sessions. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to work on the mindset that every time I have a conversation with someone, it converts. Mm, Uh, And I'm going to just like make a lot of friends, you know? And, um, you know, that was just like kind of my strategy and that's how it naturally evolved. And so I really highly recommend getting ahead of it and like batching out a bunch of stuff. And like I said, like the first interview I did might actually be the 20th, but you know, I would definitely like batch record some stuff. So like, I would give yourself like 10, 20 hours just to like do interviews and see what you like best. So do you know, just from the work that you've already done, what you tend to like enjoy the most? And this would be my question for you is like, if you knew it was inevitably successful, what's the thing that almost feels like too easy to do? I love that question. That is such a good one. Ah, that, um, okay. Um, I think it would just be like sharing stories and examples from my life and the lives of my clients. And, you know, like sometimes after getting off a call with a client, I feel so fired up because, you know, they had a major realization or, um, they had a big celebration or they have like a really cool transformation story. And it's like, I want to share some of those types of things, you know, in a way that's like confidential, but I I get fired up about like sharing results and sharing stories. And so I think that feels fun and that feels easy. And if, if I feel, you know, passionate and inspired about something I've been through or something somebody else has been through, that is just so easy and fun for me to talk about. I love that. And the power of story, like it even, you know, brain science says that we like, it goes in so much deeper and we learn so much faster from stories that, Um, it's like one of the most powerful, like sales techniques you can use. And obviously like our culture before there was written language, you know, it was oral tradition. And so like the power of the story to connect is, is so amazing. And I know for me, like (laughs) my one-on-one coaches probably, uh, can attest to this, but sometimes when I get one-on-one work, obviously it's like deeper, more intimate kind of container, But because I'll blame it on my like defined Ajna and human design, like because I am so conceptual, I really do like podcasts or group programs or like online classes because I feel like I actually learned so much more because there is that like kind of class academic piece to it versus talking one-on-one. And so with podcasts, you're like building this like legacy of like all the work that you've done and you're telling your story and you're telling other people's story. And like, I feel like the podcast I binge watched, sometimes I've gotten better coaching strategy and advice from that because it's like a linear story um, or like in a group program where there's like modules and different things like that. Now, obviously like, you know, all the different works are important, but I think it's just kind of, there's so much, you know, if I do like a year of podcast and there's 52 episodes and there's an hour each, then that person has listened to 52 hours of me teaching them something, you know? So like, you're not even going to get that like in a group program. Right. And then you do it once and it's done. Like, I feel like as a therapist, you know, I've had so many deep conversations. I've talked to people, there's so much knowledge. And then 
hopefully that person carries it with them, but like we could all learn from these deep conversations. And so I feel like that's the magic of podcast. To me, it's almost like televised, well, not televised, but uh, recorded, audio recorded therapy. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And I love how passionate you are about it too. I can tell like how much you love it. And it really is. Um, I think it's really going to be amazing to just like reach different people and share those stories and and like you say, like have that built up um, content that people will go back and it's not just going to disappear. Um, I had a question though for you about, I, I would really love to know about like launching and, and what you've done to kind of hype it up. Cause I've seen you kind of share some things like, you know, it's coming and the podcast is happening. And so I'd love to know a little bit more about um, how you've done that. Well, I love to hear that feedback because I feel like I'm like such a last minute sort of impulsive person um, that, you know, my coaches are always like busting at me because I'm like, oh, shit, I've got a challenge and like, uh, what time am I going to do it? So I feel like one of my growth edges is like the pre-hype, you know, like the behind the scenes, like, hey, this is coming. Um, some of that happened naturally just because I like videoed the episodes and live stream them. So like it kind of did double duty as a live and as a podcast. So like that kind of created its own natural hype. Um, but then, um, I just really had watched Julia Wells and, um, there's a couple other people who have used this like launch squad method, which is basically just like an email opt-in. And then you give away prizes for reviews. Um, other coaches I've seen have given away like a free session for leaving an Apple review. So it's just basically like incentivizing people to opt into your email list, which you know all about, um, or, you know, cause for me, you know, this is a secondary business, but I'm still like really in that conversion phase. Um, and so for me, I'm like looking at it like, okay, these are discovery sessions, sort of just in the sense that I'm getting like an intimate connection with lots of different people. They're getting my flavor. Um, so I've kind of just used it as a strategy. Like it's my miscongeniality strategy (laughs) basically to just like get really well known and meet a lot of people. And that's just like who I am. That's like a passion, obviously. So, so that's kind of been a piece of it. Um, I think the email opt-in, obviously, like we all want to grow our list. I was telling you about my email phobia and I will say, Ashley, you write like amazing emails. So if you're not on her email list, like get on it because I do think that is your gift. Like you have a lot of simple, elegant, um, powerful, like techniques and journal prompts and meditations. And so like sharing that can be such a vehicle of knowledge. And for me, where I think I'm a little bit different from a lot of coaches is like, yeah, I want to have this successful business and make all the money. But like, I also feel this like huge soul purpose mission to take all of this like therapy knowledge that I've gained from working with people for the past, like 15, 20 years. I'm almost 40. One of my clients yesterday said that they thought I was 21 and I was like, yes, (laughs) they were like 13. So whatever, but, (laughs) but anyway, you know, I've like, I've just like, when you're a therapist or like a teacher or like, you know, a coach, a healer, like you're just witness to so many like beautiful transformations and lessons and, you know, wisdom and insights. Like, I just feel like I want to make that accessible to everybody. And so that's where I love coaching. Like, even though it's higher ticket stuff, it lets me show up and just give a lot of this knowledge away for free. And I feel like 
a lot of the spiritual teachers and healers, like that's our biggest mission. And then obviously like the more we connect with that and serve, like that's also when the abundance comes in because it just can't not. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. This is just so good. I don't know. I just have like so many thoughts going through my head. I'm just so excited. I don't know. Episodes kind of speak for themselves, you know? So like, I feel like I've not seen a lot of people live stream out their podcasts, but like, as soon as I learned that zoom, all you could do is share to Facebook. I like always zoom my lives even just because I have a MacBook um, and it's easier for me with my thing. So I really like picked up because of that accessibility is a core value. Um, As soon as I started doing coaching stuff, I'm like, I'm recording every single thing I say. (laughs) (laughs) we're going to repurpose this content. So that's been like one of my main strategies. And there's lots of stuff you can even do. Like since you were a blogger, a lot of things I learned at the She Podcast is you can like transcribe your podcast interviews and then put all that type like on your website. And then that really helps your Google rankings because like compared to a blog, which is maybe shorter, you've got this really long interview and there's like, you know, technology that can transcribe it for you. You know, a piece that really worked well for me was just hiring it out. And that's been a big edge because even in my brick and mortar business, I've like kind of done it all myself, which is not the best strategy. And I don't necessarily recommend it, but maybe a trauma response, to be honest. (laughs) But hiring someone and just being able to like stay in my zone of genius, which is just showing up and doing the thing and then um, letting someone else do the technical thing has been awesome. Like, I Mm -hmm. totally. Um, gave myself like a headache and a mini nervous breakdown trying to do my own funnels and like try to learn all these different technologies and be everywhere. And so for me, like the more I simplify my strategies and approaches and just like stick to one thing and stick to like what I'm good at and hire out the rest, that is definitely taking my business next level for sure. (laughs) I need to focus on that too, because I'm like you too. I'm like, I want to do everything like miss independent. I want to do it all. Like I don't need anybody's help, you know, but really, um, I would say really over the last few months, I'm realizing like there's so much power in support and even just a connection like this, you supporting me, me supporting you. And then like, you know, just supporting other people and making those connections and those friendships. Um, it's just really powerful. And it's been such a good lesson to me. Like I don't have to do it all alone. And I think the podcast would be a cool way to just, um, you know, let myself be supported, support more people and make those connections so that I, you know, can really feel into like, I'm worthy of having these connections and I don't need to do it all by myself. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's really divine feminine energy to be like, I'm going to build a community. And I mentioned this in the episode yesterday, but, um, I held, I worked at a holistic treatment center with a dear friend who started it and it has just turned into an incredible business. I'm going to interview her soon, but she's got multiple locations. She's got like a huge staff. Her business is like a million dollar business. Um, but she had to expand and she thought she was just going to be like one person doing it all. But like the, spirit or the world, you know, the divine had a bigger, uh, vision for her. And so she had to go like, Oh, I'm a CEO. And like, I have a staff and I have a team and I'm like running the show rather than being a therapist. And so I think that that's one of the bigger lessons that I've learned more recently. And I'm just in the beginning phases of this, but being like, okay, like I've got someone on the payroll who's my podcast producer. And for me, um, just having someone come clean my house, (laughs) like, 
you know, I've got like a single mom who is also an amazing healer. So total bonus. Um, I'm going to help her with her healing business, but she comes and helps me clean my house. I can spend 10 hours like cleaning or if I spent that 10 hours on my business, like I could hire 10 people, (laughs) you know? So it's just like having that bigger vision of like collaboration and cooperation. And, you know, I think so many of us have sisterhood wounds around like competition and like just, you know, cattiness or whatever. And so I think working together is how we have that like inclusion and equity and diversity and expression. And so I think there's the doesn't always happen in the coaching community because I think there's like a little bit of narcissism in the selling sometimes but I think that the um there's a real it's kind of like sororities you know like sometimes this can be like really negative influences for women however like if women can come together for leadership and for like advancement and for progress it can be like the most beautiful powerful thing in the world so you know I think there's really a chance to build something huge Yeah, I think for me, like 2021, I've been reflecting a lot, like on 2020 and and what I want for 2021 and what's important to me. And I definitely see sisterhood, networking, friendships, like I'm already building more circles. Like I just hired a therapist and just started seeing her and like, I'm finding ways to be supported and have those connections. And um, 2021 is going to be the year of teamwork, sisterhood, connection. And I just think it's going to be so great. And legit, like they say that that is like the divine feminine is taking over. Like we are, it has been rising, but like 2021, like legit, we're in a whole new like world that we've never been in before. So I think you're like right tapped into the energies of that. And I know for me, like being a psychologist, it was like actually very lonely. Like, I mean, you had a lot of intense time with clients, but like you know, you're just like session, 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 session. Um, becoming a mom was kind of lonely, even though you're around people like constantly, it's just like, it's like you're giving, giving, giving in all of these different scenarios. And so for me, like one of the biggest gifts of really investing like heavily in myself (laughs) with coaching and becoming a part of so many communities, is just like, it really opened up my social network in the most powerful, like divine, incredible way. And in ways that like, I feel like so much growth has happened so fast. Like, I don't even know like kind of what the fuck happened. Like, I'm like, who am I? Like, it's, I like who I'm becoming, but like, I think I can't even like really fully see that. And so it's nice when like other, like, you know, like I've witnessed your journey, you witnessed mine and we'll continue to, it's almost like the other person can see you a little more clearly than you can see yourself. Cause like you're going through all the shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because like, sometimes you like, I've had this experience so many times in my business, in my life where it's like in the moment, like you never know what's going, like what's going to happen, what's happening. You're like, I feel like everything's a mess. Right. And then you get through it and you look back and you're like, wow, I can see how that was connected and that was connected and that was connected and it all adds up, but you don't always know what's going to happen in the moment. But I've been really trying to hold on to that faith of like, it's all working out for my highest good and everything that's happening, it's leading me to where I'm meant to go. Um, And I think holding on to that perspective is so important because in the moment, it doesn't always make sense at all. Yeah, I know. And for me, it's been like, you know, my brand was fearless and that was almost a mindset like head trip in itself because it actually like brought up a lot of fears and then like getting really visible online. Like, cause even though I am super extroverted and people oriented, I'm a, I'm a hermit role model in human design. So like, I do have a part of me that gets like really shy and anxious and like actually does need to go like totally unplug. 
Um, and so it's interesting because to really be able to like show up as you are, who you are, like it's so empowering and brave and powerful and it's so scary. Uh, so like so much growth has happened and when you're growing, like it doesn't always feel like, um, especially for me having already had a successful business and then starting another one, I'm like, Oh, I forgot this shit takes time. Yeah. I want it now. <laughs> I love it. Like, there's so much learning. There's so much growth. And I feel like we are growing like so much faster than we realize. But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited, Megan. Like, the, I don't know. This is like hype. I knew I was excited to start a podcast, but talking to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, I need to start it like right now. <laughs> yes. And I think it is like a little bit of like an elite sisterhood here where like, not everybody's going to pick that method. And I think it's just, um, there's something kind of special about it. And it's not for everyone. Cause I mean, like, especially if you're paying someone, it's not the most expensive thing, but you're basically going to pay someone for, you know, the production time, um, to, to do the editing, which is well worth the money. So, you know, it's just like embracing, you know, like who you are at the fullest levels. And I feel like the podcast really can show that. And there was something magical that happened when I went from these video interviews where you have all of the, you know, I can see what's behind you. Like I can see what you're wearing, what you look like when all of that went away and it just went to voice, um, was so, it like got even more powerful because it's like just the raw power of the voice. Now, as a strategy, I'm actually going to upload these videos and have a Divine Feminine Revolution podcast YouTube channel. That's a good idea. So I, you know, I really want my things that I create to show up everywhere. It's just going to take me some time to actually get them uploaded, but I'm just recording, I'm saving, I'm collecting Mm-hmm. And then I'll repurpose some of this stuff. Actually, even some of these podcast episodes, like I'm going to turn this into a mini podcast course. And then I'm also going to include some of these things in the Fearless Feminine Academy as like bonuses because people have so much wisdom on the podcast, how to, um, how to start this or how to do this. Or, you know, if I have a branding coach talking about branding, or if I have, you know, a pleasure coach talking about pleasure, like they're like little modules in themselves, so to speak. Yeah, so much wisdom. Yeah. I have a question. Would, yeah. it, would it be okay if maybe, I think what would be really helpful to me, if maybe, would you help me come up with just a few like little action steps and things to take action on next for my podcast to get started, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, what I would say, and this is just my method, is just to like go for it and start like making time in your schedule to like do some and experiment with it and see what you like. Mm -hmm. When I got a certain level of episodes, I knew I wanted to hire someone. So I said like, who does podcasts? Let me find someone to hire. Mm -hmm. And then I had her scheduled. And then I kind of did another couple months where I was still just doing it before we decided on launch date. Um, She actually has a handout of all of the steps, which I'm going to share with my Facebook group. So I can definitely give you like the checklist. I've got a couple of resources on that. So just, uh, I'll, I'll message those over to you and you can also find them in the divine feminine revolution Facebook group. Um, so it's always helpful to have like a little checklist, but like I was telling you, like, honestly, I got the psychic reading five years ago that I was going to have this amazing podcast <laughs> still took five years. Cause I was doing other things, um, took about six months to go from like 
the very first episode to having it live. So like, it just takes as long as it's going to take. And I think that's a big trap because we look around at these like successful million dollar coaches and they have all of these things. And we think like, oh, to get there. And it's like, we can just like overcomplicate it. Cause what we need first is like sales and clients and programs. And then we can have like websites and podcasts and YouTube channels, you know? So like, we want to do client attraction, but like, you know, y'all just got to eat. So like, actually you want sales <laughs> and yeah. then you can build out like all the bells and whistles and be everywhere and repurpose all the content. But like just getting to the point where it's like, um, what's gonna make me money, which like I said, I mean, I feel like podcast is kind of a long-term strategy, but you know, you only need a couple people to binge watch your stuff to then want to buy. So it, I think it's effective as well. Yeah. And I think too, with my email list, because I have a lot of people on my list, I think being able to um, share right away with them, I think that um, that will probably speed up the process of like getting my podcast seen a little bit, which is exciting. Yeah. And then I think, like I said, just like building the hype piece of it and like behind the scenes, like this is what it looks like. This Mm -hmm. is, you know, like, oh, my Apple podcast was approved, like taking a screenshot of that, like putting it on there and like just sharing the journey with them as it's happening. Like, like I said, I'm like a last minute Sally. So like I tagged, um, the person who's in my first episode and I was like, guess what? You're the first episode and here's the audiogram. And, um, she was like, oh, that's amazing. Let me share it with my community. We did the interview probably like two or three months ago. So, you know, it's kind of like, I've seen people do like anniversary relaunches of the podcast where they like rehype it after a year, after so many episodes, whatever. So it's just like continually keeping the buzz going on it. Um, But yeah, like I think it's just like try and see and see if it really lights you up because it is a time and money. It doesn't have to be, but like it probably is a more time and money intensive strategy. (laughs) like I love like this YouTube mommy blogger and she's a full-time mom who works and she's like I spend like four to five hours on my videos and I'm like wow that's like I need need, like four to five hours of like seeing clients you know like that's where I'm at in my business so like that's where you like kind of hire it out or whatever but just see like you know, I, that's been the biggest revolution for me personally. It's just a pleasure-based business. Cause I've done it the hard way. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like all the shoulds, everything they tell you. And then when I started going like, but if that doesn't feel good to me, then like it's not working for me. So just like honoring really, you know, like I can tell you're inspired, juiced you up with the podcast, you know, <laughs> vibe. Um, but yeah, just like kind of, you know, going with what's the easiest path, what's the most pleasurable path. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I've been on that journey too. Of Yeah. Well, if this doesn't feel good anymore, then I'm going to find a new way to make it feel good or find a new way to do things. And I think that's been really my journey with so many things over the last, I mean, really ever since I started, you know, I told you I started with the blog and I also started with Pinterest and that's how I got people. And, and then after a while I was like, you know what, this doesn't really light me up the same way. And like, I want to try getting more on Facebook and more on Instagram. And now it's like, now I want to use my voice more and now do the podcast. So I think you're so right. And it's all about just following what lights you up. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit more of an introvert method, you know, because it's like more intimate, it's deeper, 
for me, I'm a little more active in this one because we're talking about the podcast strategy, but like a lot of times I actually don't say a whole lot. It's more like someone else telling their story. Um, So I think if you are an introvert or an intellectual, like it is (laughs) a good strategy Um, and it might be a comfortable way because it's like, you know, introverts love one-on-one. Um, and to go deep. And so like you have that, but then you can share it. And so it becomes very social. Mm. Um, and for me, obviously you can tell I'm chatty and I can just like talk it up, but a lot of people struggle with lives because they don't know what to say. And so I think with a podcast, you can have a structure if you want it and you can lean more on your guest is doing a lot more of the talking I like that. Yeah, that's a good balance. Like when I'm feeling extroverted, then I'll do my solo episodes. And when I'm not, I'll do the interviews. So yeah, that's a great balance. Yeah, I love that. And then it's also showing like all the different facets of who you are, you know, and we just love like complex beings. And one of the coolest parts is that I've gotten to tell my story through other people's story. Like I may not have been like, oh, I really want to talk about this. But then when someone tells this powerful story, it's going to naturally like bring up something in me that then I have feel like I have permission to share because it's in context. So it's gotten me to talk about all kinds of things that I maybe wouldn't have led with on a live, um, but they've just like naturally evolved and they've like kind of synchronized to like come forward within the episode. So yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. So Ashley, I mean, I feel like we can maybe do like a second interview where you tell like more of your story and we really get to know you as well, because I know you've got a powerful story as well. Um, but go ahead and tell us like, how do we work with you? Where do we find you? How do we get on your email list? <laughs> yeah. So email list is where it's at for sure. Um, you can go to my website. It's ashleyrachelcoaching.com. I have a free mindset library with some um, worksheets and journal prompts. And um, I have a really cool workshop all about self-care that you can grab for free. Um, And then I'm also on Instagram quite a lot lately. And that's also at at Ashley Rachel Coaching. Beautiful. Thank you for taking the time to come on today. And I'll definitely be binge watching your podcast for sure. So um, I'm excited for you to start as well. And I hope people got what they needed out of this episode. We'll catch you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.